when you are aware of your mental afflictions, your thoughts, your feelings, your bodily sensations, you can make choice as to how you respond to them. Awareness is a really powerful thing. Awareness does not mean that your thoughts are necessarily truths. You're listening to the Wisdom for Wellbeing podcast, the show that blends science and heart to bring you evidence-based tips and tricks for cultivating a healthy, wealthy, and meaningful life. Now, here's your host, therapist, yogi, and fellow full-life balancer, Dr. Caitlin Harkis. Well, hello there. Welcome back to Wisdom for Wellbeing. If we have not connected before, I am so delighted to be jumping into your earbuds. And if we have connected before to be back again, my name is Dr. Caitlin Harkas. I am a clinical psychologist based on Ghana land in um, what we would now call Adelaide, South Australia. We are having a really um, focused, a shorter, a briefer, coaching episode today, we are specifically diving into the concept of your helpful and your unhelpful thoughts. I want to make sure that by the end of our time together today, you have a bit of a sense as to how you dialogue with this thinking mind of yours and how you orientate towards bringing into your awareness, into your essence, into your focus, cultivating thoughts that are purpose aligned, that feel orientated to who you want to be, that ultimately are helpful on this path that is your life. I want to start by sharing a quote um, from Yangge Maipur Roshi. Uh, they say, ultimately, happiness comes down to choosing between the discomfort of becoming aware of your mental afflictions and the discomfort of being ruled by them. So that later part of that quote, the discomfort of being ruled by them, when you are not conscious of your thoughts, when you are not able to label your thoughts as thoughts, your feelings as feelings, your sensations as sensations, you can very quickly become ruled by these things, ruled by these um, what are ultimately fleeting sensory experiences, thoughts. When you are aware of your mental afflictions, your thoughts, your feelings, your bodily sensations, you can make choice as to how you respond to them. Awareness is a really powerful thing. Awareness does not mean that your thoughts, which is the focus of our time together today, that your thoughts are necessarily truths. So what are thoughts? Well, your thoughts are your self-talk, you know, that inner monologue, dialogue that you have going on that basically is with you all of the time. It often feels like every waking moment, we've got this dialogue happening inside. These thoughts can be conscious or unconscious, helpful or unhelpful, and they do affect you. You know, your thoughts may very well affect your emotions, how you're feeling in your body, what you're feeling in your body. So in terms of emotional states, like you might feel more anxious based on some thoughts, sad, elated, joyful, depending on the thought, right? In your relationship to it, your believability in it. 
that will affect how you're feeling. So if you're having a really relaxing, soothing thought, maybe you start to ah, settle, calm. Your body might feel really at ease, heavy, or just smooth. Whereas if it's a more um, anxious orientated thought, you might notice your heart rate grows, your breathing goes angry. You might start to notice those fists coming in, your jaw clenching. The thoughts can affect your bodily sensations and this can affect your behaviors, right? However, a lot of what we talk about here is that your feelings, your thoughts, your sensations, your bodily sensations do not get to choose your behaviors. You get to choose your behaviors. Nonetheless, it is more easeful. We can accept to go with behaviors in line with our emotional states. Hence the reason we had that quote earlier around being ruled by these things, being ruled by our thoughts might lead us to unconscious action and that may not be helpful. So it is important that why we can accept the what in cognitive behavior therapy is called the hot cross bun model. Um, I'll pop an image of it up on the screen if you are watching uh, the video of this episode. Otherwise, just let me describe it because I do think it's useful. If you imagine uh, a cross, like um, a plus sign, at the th top of that, imagine just a little bubble that says thoughts. And below that, at the bottom of this cross of this plus sign, you might say bodily sensations, maybe to the left emotions and to the right behaviors. And then if you just put arrows, made this uh, cross into arrows, like all of these things are related, and then put arrows going around the edges to link, you know, your thoughts to your behaviors, your behaviors to your body sensations, bodily sensations to emotions, emotions to thought. The principle being that your thoughts your emotions, your bodily sensations, and your behaviors are all connected to each other. None of them act independently. However, in more of a modern um, cognitive behavioral framework, more of an acceptance and commitment, for instance, a mindfulness-based behavior framework, we can accept that our thoughts are just thoughts. We don't need to change our thoughts. If we can accept our thoughts as thoughts, if we can choose to be aware of our mental afflictions, as we heard in the quote earlier, that buys us the space to choose. If you accept that your thoughts are just thoughts, they have significantly less emotional control on you, right? If you have a really horrible thought about a friend of yours, let's say you're just like seething with jealousy. If you have that thought and believe that this means that you are a terrible friend, that you're a horrible person, that's hugely impactful in terms of then your feeling state and how you proceed with your day and your sense of self. If you have that thought and go, oh, wow, that's, that's an unhelpful thought. I don't know that I want to act like that. I can feel and have these thoughts of jealousy towards my friend and I can still pick up my phone and check in on them, right? We can have these thoughts and we can choose behavior that is ultimately in line with the person we want to be. Your thoughts do not determine who you are and your thoughts do not govern your behavior. You get to choose that. There is so much power when you can accept that, when you take that as the capital T truth, that you are not your thoughts, that your thoughts are not truths. 
And then when you have a thought, when you notice a thought, you can kind of go, is this workable? Like, does this help me in terms of moving forward in my life? You can either do the question, is it helpful or unhelpful? Is it workable or not so workable? Does that make sense? So I really want you to start noticing your thoughts and then kind of going, is this a helpful thought? A little bit of categorization without going, it's good or it's bad, because that's not necessarily the case. And when we get caught in the good and the bad trap, we really get into this game of dichotomizing and perhaps assuming that we are then bad for having this thought. You are not. You are absolutely not. But you can go, is this helpful or unhelpful? And I find it helpful to know that, you know, everyone really, we've all got these human brains, these weird brains that do these often (laughs) unhelpful things that are based as you will have heard in episodes previously, based on survival, our brains are geared towards negativity bias so that we notice threats in our environment and we can ultimately go on to survive, to procreate. We have similar thinking errors that are the result of this evolved brain in this survival body. So some of the common thinking errors that you might notice in yourself are ignoring the good. So this is the negativity bias I was referring to. This is when you really focus on the things that went wrong. If you went Christmas shopping and you really focus on that one shop attendant that was horrible, that was rude, that was really unhelpful, and let's say eight, 10, 20 other shop attendants, other um, individuals in the store were all really lovely, smiled. There was nothing that was so... um, uncomfortable about those interactions, but we focus on the one that maybe didn't go so well, right? Or if you got one answer wrong in an interview, or it felt less um, aligned, like it wasn't in flow, we'll focus on that. We'll ruminate on that. That'll be the thing that gets us up at 3 a.m. We give no attention or very little attention to the things that we generally do well. And this tends to follow that we really can make big deals out of what might be little things in our life, like little things that go wrong. We can really focus on with such intensity that it feels like we're like exploding them. We're blowing them up into big deals. Our minds do that. We also have a tendency towards something called fortune telling, where we think we know what will happen in the future. And generally... We do not, you know, we are not fortune tellers. We can make assumptions that, oh, you know, I'm never going to get this, um, this role. The interview is going to go terribly. They're never going to say yes. If I ask them on a date, there's no point in putting myself out there. Everyone's going to say no anyways. Everything's going to essentially go terribly, horribly wrong, which is the name of an excellent book on anxiety, by the way, if you're looking for a resource. That's what our minds tend to do in terms of our fortune telling. So be aware of that. One other one is mind reading. This is where we think that we know what's going on in someone else's mind. Now, I'd like to just share one little story with you to kind of highlight this idea that thoughts are not necessarily truths, and then we'll start to wrap up for today. So if you're walking down the street, close your eyes, imagine this, and across the road, you see a friend of yours. So you wave at your friend and they keep walking past. What does your mind do? What are your immediate thoughts and feelings? 
Because if your immediate thought was, oh my gosh, they hate me, I've done something wrong, and you believe that, you accept that as truth, you don't question it, you're pretty immediately going to feel really quite worthless, uncomfortable, sad, anxious. If your thought was, oh, they're a horrible person, that is so rude of them not to wave at me, you might start to feel really angry, notice tension in your body. If your thought was, oh, wow, maybe they forgot their glasses, you might feel more compassionate towards your friend or really neutral. Your thoughts do affect your feelings, particularly when we buy into them. Now, this doesn't mean that if you kind of step back and go, oh, that was just a thought. These are other explanations for what's going on. I don't know what the truth is here. I don't have enough information. It does not necessarily mean that you are going to immediately feel relaxed and relieved. However, you can feel uncomfortable in your body and still engage in values-based behavior, still engage in behavior that aligns with you. In this example, that might mean that you still pick up your friend and check in. Hey, everything's okay. You know, I saw you today. What was going on for you? You still get to choose those behaviors. So remember, feelings are not facts. What you're feeling, what you're thinking, these are not facts. Another couple of thinking errors are self-blame, you know, blaming yourself for everything that was wrong. If you saw that friend and immediately went, what did I do wrong? Trying to think anything that you could have said that was offensive, done that was offensive in the past couple of days, that's self-blaming. We also have a tendency to, um, negatively label. So this might be kind of go, oh, you know, I'm a horrible person or they think I'm really boring. I'm so silly. Everything I say is really uninteresting. That's why they're ignoring me. We tend to negatively label these things too. We also do a lot of should statements. Oh, I should have done this. They should have done that. They should have said hi to me, you know, or, oh, I don't understand. I should have called them yesterday. That's why they're not waving at me. Does that make sense? Your brain is not alone in your shoulding, your wooding, your coulding, shoulda, woulda, couldas. And your brain is not alone in these thinking errors. Knowing that your brain is not alone in these, does this give you a sense that this is kind of a glitch of the human brain, of this modern mind, and that if you step back and kind of do the workability question, is this a workable thought? Is this helpful? Is this unhelpful? It might buy you a bit of freedom. Because what I really don't want for you is that you buy into those thoughts and then that cascade of starting to feel low starting to engage in behavior around it, you know, perhaps even falling into an anxious cycle or a depressive cycle where you start to appraise things in a really negative light, feel really low, withdraw, avoid friends, feel lonely, and that spiral gets you down and down. Generally, this is started, this depressive spiral, for instance, or anxious spiral in other cases is started by a significantly stressful, a painful event, or the accumulation of chronic stress, chronic challenges that build up to this point where things start to spiral down over time. The way out is by aligning with your purpose, with your values, getting clear on who you want to be, implementing small strategies every day that support you in 
realigning with your sense of self so you can start to feel like, you know what, I'm doing something that feels good or feels purposeful. Sometimes the things that feel purposeful don't always feel good. I do occasionally have to do the dishes. Bane of my existence, perhaps for you too. However, it is purposeful in the sense that then walking into a clear kitchen occasionally feels quite nice and loves me. So those are my final thoughts. You do not have to go do the dishes now. Instead, your personal project right now, I'd like you to know what your common negative beliefs are, your stories, so that when they crop up, you can be like, oh, this is the self-blaming story again, or oh, this is the shooting again. Thanks, mind, and best you can, carry on in alignment with you, with your values, who you are now choosing to be. All right. I hope that was helpful and a brief um, reflection on your mind and where you want to go from here. I'll see you next Wellbeing Wednesday. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week on the Wisdom for Wellbeing podcast. Please visit drcaitlin.com to connect find show notes, other episodes, and to subscribe. While you're at it, if you find value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating or perhaps simply tell a friend about the show. Wisdom for Wellbeing is not a substitute for professional, individualized mental health treatment. If you are in crisis, please contact 000, your local emergency number if you are outside of Australia or attend your local hospital ED.